Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello again, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And welcome once again to Freedom to Choose and our series on the life, the life, of course, of Christ. And we are on program number eight, Freedom to Choose, program number eight, the series The Life. And this episode is on surrender. And uh, before we get going, Susan, would you open with a word of prayer, please? Yes, Lord, we thank you so much for the opportunity to uh, come to uh, talk about your principles. And today we're going to talk about surrender. I pray that you will help us all, including me, especially me, to understand what that means and um, to partake in it on a daily basis. And uh, we thank you for all that you do for us on a um, on an ongoing basis, and we just pray that you will send your spirit to be with everyone that's listening right now, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, before we get started, I just flashed on something. You know, I want to thank everyone for listening to us. This is our, right? like, ninth year, I think, I on the know. air for a couple of drug addicts that just rolled in and started talking on the air about, you know, how God can come into a human heart and and change that person from a taker to a giver and uh we just want to thank you guys we, for... we are thankful because it, it um you know it this is this is how we live our life we try to stay true to what our programs are about principles that, yeah and yeah. um it just helps us i think hopefully to become better people you know like you know the bible says you're changed by beholding so as we behold these principles we're thankful because we get an opportunity to, you know, to, to just really delve into them. He, and yeah. Yeah. That it's actually a, you know, that brain is a bioelectric computer and, and you got to feed it right. And you got to feed the right information. You know, you're a product of what you download. Right. You're just a computer. You're a right. product of what you download. That becomes your software and, package. And I think that's why we see, um, you know, the world changing in such a drastic way so quickly um, in our era, there wasn't a lot to download as far as media and electronics and things like that. But the further we get into the quote unquote modernized world, um, there's just so much out there to distract us. Even even as Christians, you know, there's so much to draw us out of of being in communion with God. Bible says perilous times, men will become lovers of pleasure, lovers of self rather than, and, and, you know. And I just, you know, I just know that um, we're in that time right now. Oh, yeah. and, and it's it's hard to, um, it's hard to stay focused. And so this is a, this is a blessing for us and we hope it's a blessing for you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Um, now, last program, we promised to talk about the garden. We will get there on this program. It's in my notes here. So, but we do it a lot, but it's just, it's, it just fits in so well. Um, 
anyway, let's talk about surrender because I want to I want to put you picture in your mind because you know we throw the way I need to surrender I need to you know and we throw the word around and we yeah, sing what, the song I surrender I all. surrender all and, right. and, and and you know words are what they're symbols of ideas so when you think of surrender what do you think of see and um if surrender is not going to be for therapeutic purposes then it doesn't it, mm-hmm. it's it's no good but I want you to think of a, a of, of someone that has just uh in the military that's just had to surrender and you've seen you've seen the scenes where you see the camera go down the side of the road and the and the, the people that have surrendered are sitting there and what do they do they've got their weapons laying on the ground arms length away away from them the grenades the gun in other words everything they've ever used up to this point to defend themselves or to attack their enemies mm-hmm. is now not in their possession Right. That's what surrender is. Everything you've used in the past, everything you've done in the past to protect yourself, to defend yourself, to attack your enemy, you surrender those right. weapons. So you set aside all those character traits. All that, that stuff. I don't care if it's a bag of dope. I don't care what it is. Whatever you used before and I think to, to defend yourself or to hide or whatever. Or to... to Get to talk down to somebody. And I think a lot of us, if you have, if you haven't struggled with drugs and alcohol, I think the main thing is that, you know, it's that pride and that fear that arises from pride. Well, you know where to go f- to find a gossiping spirit and a gossiping. Absolutely. Per- you know, we know to feed that to feed that other nature. That's that's a weapon that we use to try to survive. We make try to make ourselves look better. And by putting other people down, that's just a weapon. Those got to be surrendered. Those weapons got to go. They got to lay it by the side of the road, like that gun and that grenade. And and I I hate to say this, but it's true. I you know as a part of a church, there was especially one woman in particular that I had to make a decision that I knew that my um, character traits of of gossiping were like really strong when I when I chose to be around her. Mm-hmm. And so I had to make that decision that, you know what, I it's it's unhealthy for me as well as for her. So I need to not be around her until God can heal me from that gossiping because I know it's like, you know, uh, it's like a drug addict. If you, you lie down with, with right, you find what you're looking for. If you lie down with dogs, you're going to get fleas, yeah. right? You know, um, birds of a feather flock together. All those metaphors, and and that goes even way beyond people that use drugs. It was, and I had to really, and it was a temptation and a fight and a battle for me to say I cannot. I, I refuse to put myself in that position. Oh well, yeah, because when, because it was me. It when, wasn't when her. Your, it was me. When that when when it, that's your weapon, there's great satisfaction in that. Right. Yeah. There is it is great temptation. Great satisfaction. There's a reward. Yes. You know, there's a certain reward you get, and boy, I would feel good if I could just say this about that. Right. Person. If if you if you could talk about a group of people because you know they're doing wrong, and then you just justify it Abs- by saying you know they're bless their heart and then let's pray for them <laughs> let's pray for them <laughs> right right and so it's a um I, those i think are are the weapons you know the drugs and the alcohol like we've always said before they're not the problem in someone's life no they're the symptom of the disease exactly the- so once someone's able to lay those down aside and Rich and I can attest to it. It's those other character oh, yeah. traits, not not illegal drug use or whatever we were it's doing. The, 
It's those underlying hidden things that are in our hearts and our minds that it's God that is saying. That God is saying, you know what? This is the real sickness. It's an infection of fear. Right. This is the sickness of your pride and your self sufficiency. Yeah. If you're not afraid, you don't gossip. Right. But if you, you know, but if you're not afraid, you don't gossip. And, so, and your self sufficiency. I'm yeah. going to rely on myself to feel good about myself. So there's many uh, people in Christ's day, as there are today, that break away from the hold of the devil. That's through the grace of God, they get set free, set free from the evil spirits that hold control over them. Uh, just like the demoniac, but like the stony ground hearers of the parable of the sower, some of them don't accept his love. In other words, they come so far, but the stony ground, they don't, they, the seed don't get root, don't take root. Right. Know? They didn't surrender themselves to God daily so that Jesus could dwell in the heart. Um, when the spirit, when an evil spirit returned with seven other spirits more wicked than himself, they were dominated by the power of evil. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's that surrender of those old weapons, because those old weapons, um, they were, they're what we used all our life, you know? Right. So it's what our it, go-to. Yeah, so what does it mean for Jesus to dwell in the heart? What does it mean to be dominated by evil? What, what are words again? They're symbols of ideas. So what is evil? What is sin? Simply put, it's selfishness. So if sin is selfishness, what is Jesus in the heart? Unselfish love for others. And that's a, that's a really hard thing. But when a person surrenders themselves to Jesus, um, a new power can and does take hold of the possession of the heart. It's a change that we can't accomplish on our own. It's a supernatural work, bringing a supernatural element into our selfish human natures. And our souls, if we yield them to Christ, we can become the person that God holds on to and protects in this selfish world. It is a supernatural work. I don't know how it happened. I don't know how the obsession to use drugs was taken away from me. I don't know how, when he showed me my whole life, I did. I, I mean, I broke down and cried, but I, I didn't know how he kept my wits about me after all those years. And then when he showed me my life and, the, you know, the, the things that I had done, how he was able to sustain me through that where I didn't totally collapse. You know right. what I'm saying? Because, collapse in on yourself, yes, right? Yes, because, man, but you you just kind of, you get that sense that everything's going to be all right, that he's there, that your past is just that. Now let's take that past, let's turn it around, let's use it for good. And it's I, history. Right, and I think that as someone who is steeped in sin or someone who um, has lived a life, if they're still... Um, and opening for the Holy Spirit, what I think happens is that their guilt and shame is so strong that it um, that it's hard for them to give up the power that they think they've had all these this time, yeah. and allow a Those new old power, weapons. right? Allow a new power to come in, and it's just that fear. Yeah, and you know about human nature and about this world, you don't have to deliberately choose the enemy. All you have to do is choose not to grow. Right, See, or choose not God, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, let's go back to the metaphor of the garden. What do you got to do to grow weeds? Because I know we, we promised to do this on the last show. What do you got to do to grow weeds? Absolutely nothing. What do you got to do to have your garden overtaken by weeds? Nothing. You don't have to water them? No. You don't have to do nothing? No. Nothing, No right? tilling, no, no watering. No amending no, the soil, nope. nothing, right? Nope, they're there. See, what do you got to do to grow bad character traits? Nothing. Nothing. You right. let yourself go just like you're letting a garden go. Now, what do you have to do to grow a good garden? Good you tomatoes really are hard work, yeah, right? Yeah, you've got to get in there and you have to, you Amend know. Amend the soil, build a watering system, uh, prune. What? 
I mean, what else? Dust? Or you plant? What do you plant? Marigolds? Yeah. You plant marigolds? Yeah. And then we them, don't use them little butterflies and... that make the worms. Oh, they don't well, come if you got marigolds well, no, or something. Well, no, they the the white flies don't. The white the, flies, and then the, they make the green hornworms or whatever. Y- yeah, but no, 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 those are come from moths, and they still come. So See, what do you got to do? She's the, you got to go out and you got to pick, pick those things, you got, and you got to get rid of them out of you, or else they'll just just destroy your plants. So right. you've got to go in there, and you've got to be aware of what's going to come in and damage your heart. Right, and you've got to say no. That's not. You're not in my garden anymore. Right. So, so you've so, got to participate. So you're amending the soil. You're building a watering system. You're planting your plants. You're watering. You're fertilizing. You're trimming up your little tomatoes or whatever. You're, you're picking bugs off. You're doing all of this. Where's yes. the part where you grow? There is no part. There is no part. See, you're doing the things that encourage the growth. The growth is still a miracle. That's the way it is with spiritual growth. As long as you're doing those things that encourage the growth, let the growth happen. But you're like me. 23 years clean and sober, I'm finding out stuff about myself where if I get inside my head, I think I have not grown one spiritual inch. Right. But then I realize that this is at the core of everything that happens. In other words, I'm finally getting revealed deeper and deeper, these core, that five-year-old little boy that wants his way and he wants it now, and it's always been the oldest and the loudest voice in my head. Mm-hmm. I'm finally getting to see that guy. Mm-hmm. Finally, mm-hmm. after 23 years of being clean and sober. That's not a stunt in growth. It took that long to get to that little guy. Right. And to get to say, well, I wonder why I react that way. Well, because you always have. And, those... and it took all that time for God to say, um, you know, he had to get away from all that other stuff to say, this is the re- this is the root yeah. You know, this little boy that's afraid is what it's at the root of all your other stuff. Yeah. You're a scared little boy in right. a 65 year old body, you know? Yeah. That's what. And so now you're at the root of the problem. Are you going to trust me now? Because that little boy never did trust me. Right. And that's the problem. It's got to be trust through all stages of growth. See, uh, and talking about stages of growth, I think that's the best news that there is. No matter what stage of growth you're at, you can be perfect. Yeah, you can be perfect. Don't let don't let the people that uh, that are preaching to you, you've got to be perfect because you cannot pull a stage of growth out of it. Now, maturity is different than being perfect. If you're in a stage of growth, uh, growing up and being mature just simply means you can handle more tests and more trials. Right. And the more mature you get, the more tests and trials you can handle and, and come out uh, not reacting in an improper way, but a lot of these tests and trials are still stages of growth. Absolutely, and you know what the thing is is that we keep coming to um, to a better understanding of who God is and who we are. Yeah, you, and it, and understanding our limitations and that our own self sufficiency isn't going to get us to where we need to be. That we need to yoke up with that power that's way beyond anything that we have, and be able to walk through it. Okay, so you said an interesting phrase: yoke up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that means that both parties in the yoke do something. Right, they're moving they're in concert. They're moving in concert. You right. know, you can have, in relationships, you can have a V where people are moving away from one another. Right. You can have an A where they inappropriately lean on one another, or you can have an H where they're handing, heading direct right. the same Parallel. direction and they're connected. Right. See, Ooh, I like that. That's pretty you good. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine told me that yesterday, so okay. and I thought, wow, i got to think on that. So he'll that's, be happy that we mentioned that. No, that's, that's really it's good. It's really I like good. That. Be headed in the same directed direction, connected, and everything is going. See, that's what it means to be yoked up. Is it, because we don't do, we, we don't use the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit uses us. Right. That's, so are you an A 
a V, a v or an H. Or an H. I like the H thing. Yeah, I the really H, like that. Yeah, That's how headed the same direction, yeah. but not inappropriately leaning on one another what? so much that if one person moves away, you fall. Right. Yeah. That's so, that's really good. Yeah. I like that. Okay. So that's that's a that's what so that the crossbar and the H is really that yoke that binds you together. together. Absolutely. And you're, and you're heading the same And that's direction. what Jesus wants. Jesus wants us to be um, you know, connected to him to the place that when we move forward that we're thinking in spiritual thoughts, that we're doing things that are um that are good, loving, kind things. And that's what's being yoked to him mm-hmm. because if we still have we can't have that old character and believe that we're still if if we're not learning and not, yeah heading the same direction at least heading the same direction with him you right. know what i'm saying there's always learning though you know and you know and i want you to i mean there's something really interesting that happens too when you're yoked up you, uh, especially in in our susan and my little part of the universe where i come to the realization that 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 a, a recovering addict or an alcoholic can do things that medical science can't do, that psychiatrists can't do, that doctors can't do. The therapeutic value of one addict helping another, the therapeutic value of one alcoholic helping another is unparalleled. When you're yoked up with Christ, that therapeutic value that uh, when you're helping some, because that's what it's about. He yokes, we yoke up with him and then we head it head that so, same direction in helping others and it's it's like that i don't want to call it a chain of command but if you look at the book of revelation the beginning of the book it says the revelation of jesus christ that god gave to him and he signified it to his angel who gave it to john who gave it to the church the church so, so it comes right down the line so it's interesting so you're saying that um an addict to an addict um an alcoholic an alcoholic what about a sinner to a sinner huh right and that's why I, you know, well, you might have to get to the core of a some serious problems. Well, and I think that you know Jesus that that information in, in the Book of Revelation, because in reality, if God wanted to, He could just snap His fingers and change things, or He could use the angels to do everything. But He doesn't. He uses us as human beings, and so I think that every day we need to, as we commit our lives to 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 God, is to say. How am I being used in your service Because today? that's how it works. Because it's not just about clergy or, you know, being a pastor or whatever. It's about how is God, you know, how are we being used by God to be kind to the person that we're passing on the freeway or whatever it may be? Well, let's go back to the garden. God can grow a perfect garden, but what happens? The weeds come in, the bugs come in. So we're there to tend to the garden. The therapeutic value of tending to the garden produces a great crop. God does the miracle. We do the things that encourage the growth. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing right. in, in spiritual things. We do those things by helping others. We're doing those things that encourage the growth. You that, can't keep it unless you give, give it, it away. away. And exactly. So not only does it help and encourage the growth in someone else, it actually helps and encourages your own personal growth. Yeah. That's why Jesus says it's better to give and to, to receive. receive. Yeah. Every every time that Susan and I are doing this program, we're actually getting, we're actually receiving, I, I don't know, but I think we're receiving quite a bit every time because, you know, not, number one, we do the show prep. We do, and then we show prep again right before it 
uh, and I, you know, there's a lot that goes into and it, and it just lights just keep coming on and there's growth happening and and so that's a, that's a good plug for anybody that um, has the time and the inclination is to do volunteer work for whatever it may be, and so uh, Rich and I go into the prison every every weekend and. I tell you what, we can go in and we can be down and out, but once we're there for a couple of hours, it can completely change the um, the direction of our minds into this huge positive when we get done. And I think that that is God's plan, especially for this time in Earth's history, is to get out and to help people because by helping someone else, you are helped. Yeah, it's a great recipe. Every Saturday we do that, and then after that we go for a walk and we defrag and talk about all the women and and what they're going through and you know what was and on we're their able mind. Able to pray for them. Yeah, it's, and it's to... pretty cool to defrag on on a on a ministry like that, and so so it just kind of extends the day. And of course, we're out in the fresh air. We like to go up and in, uh, into the um, canyon the canyon for the uh, the the American River Canyon up uh, up there in Auburn and and hike down in there. And it's really really nice. And it's just and you're defragging on and looking back on the on the changed lives that I... are happening. They have nothing to do with us other right. than being yoked up and and and, and just show, talking up, about principles suiting up and showing yep, up and it. and the thing is is that all that stuff goes in and all that is is weeding the garden mm-hmm. right pulling, yeah. out pulling out the weeds. selfishness yeah yeah doing a little fertilizing add a little water of life you know and then the hope starts kicking in and the next thing you know uh, the lights come on in the eyes, and and people are changed. Absolutely, and the only defense we have against evil is the indwelling of Christ in our heart through our faith of His righteousness. Unless we become vitally connected with God, we can never resist the sickening effects of self love, self indulgence, and a temptation to sin. We cannot. There is. It is impossible to do it on our own. Yeah, we might even quit bad habits, but if we don't like what we were talking about, if we don't get to the root of the problem, um, if we're not surrendering, in other words, laying those old weapons down moment by moment, we can be overcome again. It's, it's, a, it's a life's work. It's a growth process that the garden has to be tended to constantly. Absolutely. And without our personal relationship with Jesus and a continual communion with him, we're at the mercy of the enemy. And we, can, we will end up doing his wishes in the end if we don't um, if we don't have that strong relationship with Christ, then... Oh, yeah. You want to go backwards? Stand still. Yeah. Stand still. The yep. last state of the man would be worse than the first. Even so, Jesus said, shall it be to this wicked generation. There is nobody so hardened as those that have slighted the invitation of mercy and said no thanks to the Spirit of grace. Right. And the most common manifestation of sin against the Holy Spirit is a persistently slighting heaven's invitation to repent, to turn around. Because every step in a rejection of Christ is a step towards the rejection of salvation and towards sin against the Holy Spirit. Um, and there, there's a phrase called the unpardonable book yeah, of sin. I don't like that. Me either. Because every sin is pardonable, but just whether we accept that forgiveness, that's up to us. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's, it's, so basically, the unpardonable sin, if you will, is turning so far from God that you finally tell him, talk to the hand, I don't want to hear it anymore. And there's nothing God can that's, do because... That's that final rejection of yeah, the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's the final rejection of the Holy Spirit is we do the rejecting. Right, it's not God. Not God. Not, God's he not drawing the line. He loves us with yeah. an everlasting love. Right. He will never stop loving right. us. But love has to be reciprocated, and at some point we lose the capability and the very capacity 
to love God because we change ourselves so much right. that God's love, his mercy, we can no longer hear it, you know, and it's a sad thing. He um, He's going to cry for every one of us that have walked away and there, rejected There's him. a quote by someone that I've read before that says, love God when God, that God is life to the righteous, but death to the death wicked. Death to the wicked. So he's the same God, same but it's God. the heart of the individual human being that has hardened themselves either against God or has softened themselves to receive him, kind of like the whole um, the uh, candle and the ice yeah. type of a thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the human heart. I mean, the Bible says our God is a consuming fire. Right. Boy, we hate to bring this Ooh. subject up with one minute left to go. But yeah, he's life to the righteous. He's life giving life to the righteous, but it but the wicked can't stand in his presence. Right. Our God is a consuming fire. And it, it, there's a scripture that says that um, the righteous will stand in the fire of God forever. That's and ever. right, right. And <laughs> Isaiah, beautifully, yes. oh, the righteous will stand in the fire. Yes. You can get a hold of us at www.justasiamministries.com, and you can also shoot us a call. Well, on our website, we have all these programs. Remember, this is program number eight on surrender. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle, and you have the freedom to choose. Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could it be this simple, the way out of your prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.